It's time for Wise Money with Corhorn Financial Group with financial advisors Kevin Corhorn, Mike Bernard, and Josh Gregory. Wise Money is brought to you by the attorneys at Ledoux, Curran, and Keene, First State Bank, Diane Bennett, and the Inspired Team at REMAX 100, and Bethel College's Adult and Graduate Studies Program. Welcome to another episode of Wise Money with Corhorn Financial Group, where every week we're helping you take your next wise step in your financial life. Today's show is all about your next wise step. My name is Mike Bernard, your host and one of the certified financial planners, along with my friends, Josh Gregory and Justin Moss today. That's right. Happy New Year, by the way. Oh, that's right. Happy New Year. Can you believe we're already starting another trip around the sun? It has begun. Okay. Right? I've never heard a phrase that way, but you're well, unique, Josh. I, I hope it's a fantastic year for both of you. And uh, those of you listening, I hope it's a great year for you, too. And that's why we want to start this show with an important question. And that is, what do you need to focus on in your financial life in 2018? Mm-hmm. What goals do you need to be focused on? That's why Justin Moss is here back on the program to help us set and achieve the right financial goals in 2018. Yeah, that's great. We are pumped up. If you have a question, we want to talk about what you are thinking about. You can reach out to us in a few different ways to submit your question. First, go to wisemoneyradio.com. You can catch up on previous episodes right there, but you can also uh, submit a question right there on the right. You can call or text 574 222 Lastly, the YouTube channel is up and running, so check out all previous episodes there, but you can submit questions there as well as Facebook and Twitter at Wise Money Radio. So as Josh said, we welcome back friend Justin Moss to the program. Thanks for being here. I'm jacked. All hey, right. guys. <laughs> so Justin, if you, if you don't know him, he's a leadership expert and he runs his own leadership coaching firm where he coaches and consults with a variety of businesses and high-level leaders on becoming better leaders. He's a certified coach through the John Maxwell team. He is also a certified EOS implementer, more on that later, and has led the premier local leadership conference here in Michiana the past few years called Lead Michiana. We're pumped to have you on. Justin, why don't you introduce yourself? Uh, I'm just super excited to be a part of this program. You guys are awesome. I love what you're doing. And I, I love you because we're friends. I love you because of what you're doing in the community. So b- bottom line, I have a mission. I want to develop leaders. I want to inspire teams, and I want to build legacies. And it's not a tagline to me. Like everything I do, I'm speaking, training, and coaching with this concept, this idea that we can live bigger, better lives. We can have impact beyond ourselves if we make the intention to do so. So that's what I spend my life doing. I know you can feel it right there because I yeah. can feel it. it's it's uh, it's it's awesome. And that energy on. is not just for today's show that's either. Right. That's uh, <laughs> when you are anywhere with Justin, you know he is going to bring plenty of energy. I love that about that's you. That's five a.m. That is eleven p.m. <laughs> this is Justin. So okay, well here, Josh mentioned it's a new year. Justin, tell us, how do you feel about New Year's resolutions? Uh, I, I, New Year's resolutions have a seriously bad rap because us Americans have jacked it up. We, we don't achieve our New Year's resolutions. Like, it's, it's grossly uh, terrible how badly we succeed at these, these resolutions. Right. But the truth is, a resolution is actually more firm, supposed to be more committed than a goal. It is getting a bad rap. They're comparing. That that surprised me. You did you know, tease that out before we started uh, the show. But a lot of times people say, oh, resolutions are more 
ah, plain vanilla. There's not a big commitment to them. Goals actually have some action to them. But you're saying that's not necessarily the case. That's not supposed to be the case. The, the, the whole point, it's awesome to take time to reflect. So John Maxwell, one of my heroes and mentors, he spends two weeks looking back over the past year, assessing. He looks at every single meeting, every single engagement, and he says, how did I do? And then he looks forward and he says, what could I do this next year? How far can I go? So so the idea of a New Year's resolution is the right idea. We just have jacked it up, so now mm-hmm. there's a ton of people that make fun of it. So, but But here's the point. Goals, resolutions, they're basically the same thing. It's to help you focus. Mm-hmm. So, so dreams give you power. Mm-hmm. Goals help you focus on those dreams. Mm-hmm. So for me, I connect my goals, my resolutions this year, the next 90 days. I connect that to the kind of legacy I want to leave. Interesting. Yeah. So it's all about being intentional, whether you call it a resolution or you call it a goal. Be Take some intentional time, if you have not already, and reflect on last year, but look forward to this year and think through, what do I want to have accomplished 360 days from now? You know, most of the resolutions I've set in the past always center around something that I need to purge out of my life. Mm-hmm. And my goals, and I don't know why this is the case, but I'm always looking forward on the goals, things that I want to accomplish, things I want to build into my life. Yeah. And I, that's just kind of how I roll. Uh, I've told you in the past, I am terribly addicted to chocolate chip cookies. <laughs> and I've, I've had to declare entire years before where I just need to break the bad habit of eating too many chocolate chip cookies and just declare this is a resolution no cookies this year yeah right yeah and um, start doing stop doing absolutely yeah i love that okay so almost everyone has some sort of resolution at least in their mind they think uh for this new year i'm going to stop eating chocolate chip cookies or maybe i'm just going to eat a lot more chocolate chip cookies i don't know (laughs) but but so why do people struggle with setting goals. Why, why do people not set goals, Justin? What do you think? I think the reason people don't go down that path is because they've either failed so many times and they've kind of lost hope and they feel awkward even setting a goal when they know I've failed this 99 times. So I think that's probably one of the primary reasons. Mm. I think the other reason is they have lost hope and they've settled. And so because they've settled, they're like, it's just too much effort. I think the other reason is People are too busy to stop and think about what they really want. They're just running. Yep. And we, we spend more time on Facebook than we do planning our vacation. Mm-hmm. And we spend more time planning our vacation than we do planning our life. Yep. And so we just don't stop and think. And when we stop and think, we can ask ourselves, what do I want? And from that desire, that's when you set a goal. That's when you set a resolution of what do I really deeply want and I'm willing to sacrifice my life for it. You know, that's one of my favorite things about the financial planning relationships that we get to enjoy with our clients Mm -hmm. is we get to be in the room when they are finally hitting pause, as you say, stopping and thinking about, talking about with their spouse, what do we want for our life? And then the, the goals that come out of it it is so much fun to watch the excitement build yeah. as they're developing a game plan for the future. You're right, though. People don't slow down enough to even do it. And I just want to say I want to thank you because you are my coach when it comes to the financial planning piece. And it has been awesome because my wife and I are more aligned. You helped us through a process to dial in. I'm a goal setter. I- I'm passionate. You know, I'm passionate about my life. <laughs> but sometimes... Uh, husbands and wives don't have a hundred percent alignment and the process you took us through 
allowed my wife and I to be 100% in alignment about things that matter most in our life. That's so I awesome. just want to thank you. No, that, that's, that's great. That's not an accident, folks. That's why yeah. every week on the Wise Money Show, we're preaching about you need a certified financial planner helping you in your financial life because they're going to create space for you and yeah. your spouse to think about what what intentional life do you want to lead and how can your finances align to support that. I'm not a fan of compromise, Josh, but I do want to thank you that you helped me compromise so that Jenny and I could be 100% on the same page. It's really awesome. That's great. Uh-huh. That's great. So you mentioned that a lot of times people are afraid to set goals because mm-hmm. they fail. Mm-hmm. Failure happens. And Justin, every once in a while, I see you at the gym. We are, when we're there, we're trying to bring our muscles to failure so they can yeah. grow. Yeah. So when someone fails at a goal, What's the response you would encourage someone to, to, to have? If you want to succeed in anything, you have to expect failure. What Thomas Edison, how many times did he try to make the light bulb, right? right. Yeah. You, you got Colonel Sanders. He, he pitched the chicken recipe a thousand and nine times, lived out of his car before the first person bought. Did not know that. If you um, want to achieve anything, perseverance on that goal, that mission, that that desire, just expect failure. Like I've fallen down so many times and I just don't care. Mm. Like I just don't care. Like that's the sign that I'm getting better. Yep. You know, I would also encourage people to recognize that setting goals is a learned skill and you need to build slowly and uh, get some early wins, set small goals if you've never done it before so you can build your confidence and build the habit of doing this year in and year out. And I love what John Maxwell says. He says, I've always been more growth oriented than goal oriented, meaning the question is not, can I get to here? Because oftentimes we set a goal and then we get complete. Well, look what I did. I've right, never right, been right. this successful before. So they put a limit on that. So the way I set goals is how far can I go? Yeah, awesome. got it. What about your financial goals? Of course, this is a financial show. It's about wise money. So we are going to be turning the discussion to not just the importance of goals, but what kind of financial goals do you need to set in your life? That and more coming up here on Wise Money with Corhorn Financial Group. This is Wise Money with Corhorn Financial Group. Do you have a process, a process that you follow to set and achieve your goals, especially your financial goals? If you don't, that's what we're talking about today. And in fact, I would invite you to subscribe to the podcast or go to the YouTube channel uh, of, of all of our shows. Uh, that one, th- this content is going to be particularly important that you might want to pause and do some of the work we're about to share with you and then start it up again and then pause it and do some more of the work. So we've got a lot to cover here as we're talking about financial goals and really the whole process of reaching and achieving your goals. My name is Mike Bernard next to Josh Gregory, next to special guest Justin Moss here in the KFG studios. This is Wise Money with Corhorn Financial Group. Special thanks to the attorneys at Ledoux, Kern and Keene, as well as First State Bank for making today's show possible. Reach out to us if you have any questions. We are here. We want to talk about what you're thinking about. WiseMoneyRadio.com or call or text 574-222-2000. So we've been breaking down goals. And like I said, we're about to dive into our process on goal setting, goal achievement. But let me tell you why goals are so important. 
I'm just going to get on my soapbox for just a second. I'm showing you on YouTube a page that was written. This is Kevin Corhorn's handwriting from September 10, 2012. And it was a session, me and Josh and Kevin get together a few times a year and do strategic planning. And actually, Justin's been involved in that recently and has amped it up. But let me tell you, the five-year plan back on, for Corhorn Financial Group, back on September 10 of 2012. So by 1-1 of 18, just a couple days ago, the top of the list, radio show. Radio show. Hmm. And God brought that to us a couple years sooner than that. Hmm. But folks, this is why we, it's important to have goals. It's important to write them down. I can't believe we've made it 10 minutes into the show and we haven't yet said how important it is to write it down. Something changes in your brain, that commitment level. Let me tell you, also on that list, have a blog. You guys know. Hopefully you're reading the Wise Money blog. Be uh, Have a, a more robust website. You guys know we've recently updated our website. Um, so let's see. There's eight things on this list, and seven of them for sure I can say accomplished. Mm. That's how important goals are, and, and just, just writing them down. So we talked about why people don't set goals. And I think part of it could be that people don't quite know, how do I go about achieving them? So Justin, is there a secret to success or a a tip that you can offer or that's out there that helps people increase their likelihood of achieving a goal? Freaking hard work. So, So what I mean by that is, the reason we don't achieve our goals so often is we we leave it in our mind or maybe we just leave it on that sheet of paper. Mm. We don't connect it to our habits of daily living. Maxwell says, the secret to your success is found in your daily agenda. And I literally have a sheet in front of me here. It's called my morning power routine. I review my life vision. I review my one-year goals, I review my 90-day rocks, and I review these affirmations of who I'm trying to become and a whole bunch of other stuff, verses and prayers and quotes, all that stuff takes me about 12 minutes. But every day, I'm dedicating my life to saying, how do I build my day today? What habits? Mm -hmm. So the, the secret to me is connecting your goal to your daily habits of execution. So I have this little tool called the weekly action register. I call it my war tracker. I'm trying to overcome my own habitual mediocrity. And I'm saying every week I've got a certain goal to hit. So I track actual actions to help me get that goal to happen. I hope you wrote that down. That is good stuff. And if you're listening to that saying, I could never do that. No, that's the difference. When it that's what it looks like when you're trying to live intentionally, right? Intentional living, and I am the worst of worst when it comes to structure. <laughs> but but I want I'm going to stand before the King of Kings someday, and he's going to say, "What did you do with what I gave you?" And all he's given us is time, mm. and I'm going to try and make the most of my time. So my minutes matter, and my days matter, mm-hmm. and it's what I put in that day. It's not that I write a goal; it's that I achieve said goal. You know what that what that says to me is that it's so important to understand the why behind the goals that you're setting as oh, well. Oh yeah, right. That's that's what's necessary to throw off discouragement when you feel like you're not making progress towards the goals. 
you know, uh, if you set a goal and uh, you, you want to own a home, why why is owning a home going to improve your life? Understand w- what are the connections and the relationships that are going to happen inside of that home. So that if you feel like, boy, I'm not making progress towards this big goal, you can remember the why. Mm-hmm. Remember mm-hmm. the motivation behind it so that you don't lose sight in the darker days. That's right. Well, let, let's let's turn the conversation more towards finances here and just talk about, for just a moment, before we get into that goal-setting, goal-achievement process, what are the areas of your financial life that you definitely need to have some written goals on and a action plan towards? Well, on this, on this show, we talk about the six key disciplines of financial planning, right? And one of them, the, the first, is your present financial position. Where do you stand financially right now? And I personally believe that you need to set some short-term goals that will improve your current standing financially. Love it. Things like how are you going to um, have the right amount in place for an emergency fund? How are you going to wipe out debt at the right pace? What assets do you need to to build up? And really, this is all about making sure that you have the right systematic behaviors in place, which is exactly Mm -hmm. what you were just talking Mm -hmm. about, right, Justin? Yeah. And, um, you know, having some quick wins that allow you to build a foundation that your longer-term goals will be built upon. Mm -hmm. What did you say... Justin, war. What would what that's, that's, that's in my Week, own term. Weekly. War, war tracker, weekly action register. So, so let me let me take that to finances, mm-hmm. and I'm going to use something really nerdy, but you guys know I go there all the time. Your monthly budget. Mm-hmm. That that's your that's your monthly activity tracker. That's a goal you you set out on a monthly basis. First, we're going to get into this in just a little bit. What's the most important thing in your financial life? And that's the first thing that you put on your budget to make sure that your dollars are commanded and directed to where you want them to go first. But then you're setting many goals. Yep, I get to spend this much going out to eat. No, it's not, I'm gonna limit myself to this much. No, you get to spend this much going out to eat, this much at the mall, this much on entertainment, this much on groceries. The budget is a mini goal. And just like I love what Justin shared about the weekly uh, action regimen. I mean, your your monthly budget is that monthly goal for you. And that's why so many people don't achieve their goals, because it's hard. Yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it's hard to but, discipline your day and your week and your money. It's hard. Yeah. You need grit. You've got to be yeah. a grinder. And, and uh, absolutely. Uh, w- so what else, Josh? What other areas of your financial life is it really important to have goals? You know, the, the one that comes to mind, maybe even first, is retirement planning because it's really the largest goal that most people achieve during their lifetime. It takes the most dollars and cents, the most time to achieve it, the most sacrifice. Mm-hmm. And this is one that if you don't get started on it early, you are postponing the heavy lifting for the years, you know, maybe when you're in your 50s and 60s and you you lack time at that point. You don't have the the kind of time to let the investments do a lot of the the heavy lifting. Instead, you've got to sacrifice more dollars to make it happen. So, and it's quite frankly possible that you wait so long that you rule it out as even an opportunity for yourself. Listen, you're you're going to have two pains in your life. You're going to have the pain of regret or you can have the pain of discipline. That's right. And I would much rather take the pain of discipline today. It's it's the delayed gratification, baby. Yeah. Yeah, I've shared with you before that the most common phrase heard in the Corhorn Financial Group office is, 
gosh, I wish I would have started this sooner. Mm-hmm. And, and that's why when I first think of uh, financial goals, I think of that retirement goal or college goal or whatever your long-term goal is, Get start defining what that is, getting a picture and a vision for it, and then getting started. And let me in, enter another goal as well. We did a show, oh, probably a month back, where Kevin and I dissected some research that psychologists did about what makes a self-made millionaire. How, do, how, do, how, do, how are they constructed? And it turns out that there are some similarities that they have. When you study different self-made millionaires who started poor or lower middle class and became very wealthy, and the very first commonality was the habit of setting savings goals. Yeah. And so just the, just the thought of, well, I want to save 15% of my income. Or, yep, I want to save. I saw, I saw this from an 18-year-old eight, earlier. I want to save 100 bucks a week. And so that sort of savings goal, you guys, you need that. You, you yeah. need that to, to get where you're trying to go. I mentioned that you need to have a process for setting and achieving goals. We're going to be talking about that in just a moment. A minute. Plus, do you have goals at your job, in your business that you're trying to achieve, but you're not quite hitting on all cylinders? We're going to get to that too. So a lot more here coming up on Wise Money with Corhorn Financial Group. This is Wise Money with Corhorn Financial Group. Do you have goals at your job or in your business that you own that you're not quite hitting on all cylinders? We've got expert Justin Moss with us on the program today. He is a certified EOS implementer, and we're going to be talking about how to achieve traction in your mm-hmm. business here, here coming up. My name is Mike Bernard, next to Josh Gregory and special guest Justin Moss in the KFG studios. This is Wise Money with Corhorn Financial Group. Thank you, Bethel College Adult and Graduate Studies, as well as Diane Bennett with Remax 100 for making the Wise Money Show possible. We've been talking about goal setting and goal achievement. We're about to lay out the process you need to follow. And I'd remind you again, listen to the podcast, watch it on YouTube, pause, and do some of the homework that we're about to lay out so that you get all the goodness out of setting and achieving your financial goals. So Josh, I know you've done a lot of research, a lot of analysis, even some writing about the whole financial goal setting, goal achievement process. Share that process with us so that we can all take the right steps towards setting and achieving goals. Yeah, absolutely. Well, if if you have a piece of paper and a pencil handy, the very first step that I encourage people to walk through is just getting almost like a brain dump, writing down a list of every single possible goal that you can think of, things that have anything to do with money. So so maybe um, it, it's a savings goal, as you said, maybe it's a debt goal, maybe it's something that you want to spend money on, anything in your life that has a financial impact. There are no bad ideas at this point. And I generally encourage people to do this exercise, this this part of it, separate from their spouse. Interesting. That way, your spouse isn't contaminating your thinking in any way. <laughs> All right? He went there. That's right. You know, th- you don't want your spouse to discourage you from dreaming because they kind of poo-poo an idea or say, oh, you know, or kind of... Uh, raise their eyebrows or, um, you know, j- j- just in any way discourage you from getting the full list on paper, okay? 
Once you have that, then you merge the two lists together between spouses. So how long does that take? And maybe, Justin, you can speak into this as well. So so giving creating that space we've talked about, that's incredibly important. But then to dream a little bit about what those goals are. Is it is that a half hour? So block out, block, block out a half hour? Is it 15 minutes? What do you, what do you think? Uh, Jenny and I are both type A, pretty independent. We like to move fast. So for us, it was an awesome... Uh, experience or, or tool to use because it's exactly what you said. I dreamed about what do I deeply desire. She dreamed about what, what she wanted. We put that whole list together and then we rated them like you said. Mm-hmm. Powerful. Right. Like it is awesome. That's right. That's right. And I, I'm pretty sure you had this done in about 34 seconds. Right? <laughs> <laughs> we went fast. That's right. You, you weren't even home and you had that exercise we, done. We've right? been dreaming about this. Like yeah. th- this has all been in our heads. What you di- did is gave us a process to come into alignment. And I'm telling you what, alignment is a big deal for these goals. Oh, yeah, absolutely. Clarity is as well, because when you merge the two lists together, this is where you start getting more specific. No more fuzzy ideas. Right. You both need to agree on... Uh, on this list, what is the actual goal? What's the timeline? How are we going to define this? So you're creating a master list together. Then your your third step is to break apart again, and you each have a copy of the master list, and now you're going through and ranking them in order of importance. Interesting. Okay? Yeah. So this is not the, – the temptation is often, well, we need to hit this goal by the end of next month, so it's it's going to be number one on the list. Maybe that is – it's more important because it's staring you right in the eye, but I want you to, to ask the question of yourself – if I could only accomplish one of these goals and all the, all the others are going to be a failure, mm-hmm. what is the one goal? And that's how you rank number one. So you're trying to get couples to fight here. Exactly. The <laughs> fact that you're separating them for that process scares me a little bit, Josh. Because you you're, you're, you then have this vested interest. That's the number one. And then your spouse comes back and says, you're dead wrong. This is the number one. See, I'm actually trying to avoid that that debate, okay. right? That one spouse maybe exerts their will a little bit more than the other or is more stubborn or anything like that. No, you're doing this separate from each other. That And that would have happened to us if it would have been a conversation and I would have won. But the fact that we numbered, data doesn't lie. I can see my wife's heart with where she ranked things. And there are a couple things where it was number one on my list and it was number 13 on her list. And the opposite. Yeah. And so yeah. we compromised to where it landed at the seven number. Yeah, Got absolutely. So, awesome. So so what you're you're hitting on there is how do you bring the two lists together? Financial planning, if it's working right, it will represent both spouses' values and priorities, your own beliefs, right? So this is the process of merging those two ideas together. Your lists may be exact opposite from each other in some ways. So how do you how do you both get on the same page? What I encourage people to do is tank, take your ranked list where you've gone through and said, if I can only achieve one, that's my number one. Now ask the question again. Of the the goals left on the list, if I could only achieve one, which one am I hitting? That's how you rank them in order. Your spouse is doing the same. Now you bring your scores next to each other on one sheet of paper, and you begin comparing and then averaging the scores. Mm. So if your number one is your spouse's number three, a one plus a three divided by two, you've got an average score of two. Okay, so you're averaging and blending the scores, and this is how you're creating your combined list 
And this is where the conversation really begins. But as you said, Justin, it's also how you see maybe with more clarity, what does my spouse truly value? And I want nothing more than to stay married. (laughs) (laughs) I want nothing more than my wife to achieve her dreams. And so the only way I can help her achieve her dreams is if I understand what she wants and where she's coming from. And together, I can tell you right now, we have more agreement now about where we're headed financially than ever before. And we've always taught goals. But I've been the dominating, like, you know, motivational speaker in your house, which never works. (laughs) (laughs) So it's been very helpful. Thank you, Josh. Awesome. Well, you know, the the getting both spouses to have an equal voice in the process is the main part of this motivation. But it's it's arriving at one sheet, not his and hers anymore. It is our list of goals ranked in order that is consistent with what we believe and then agreeing together we're going to go pursue these in that order. We are on the same page. We are pouring the same energy into the the same objectives here. And when you're both pulling the sled in the same direction, you are going to make progress in your life faster. Mm. That's great. That's great stuff. That's great. If that is a process that you haven't followed before and it would be appealing, I would encourage you to invite your certified financial planner into that process because it's very possible you might need some help with some creativity on what other sorts of financial goals should make it on your list. I'm going to start a conversation here that's uh, that's going to last a few minutes here, but we've been talking about general goals and then financial goals, but we've got expert Justin Moss with us today. And I know at least here at KFG, and I'm sure in your business too, you have goals in your business and in your job. And whether you own a small business, I know a lot of small business owners listen to the Wise Money Show, or whether you're a manager or just, just an employee, you've got goals that you're trying to reach. And we see a lot of businesses who aren't quite hitting on all cylinders. Justin, speak to that a little bit. Is the process the same? Does do some of what we've covered already apply to corporate settings? Absolutely, it applies. But if you think it's difficult of you getting clarity on your goals and you and your wife getting on the same page, try hurting a team of 20 or 30 people to have the same vision and get jacked about it. Yeah, It's super important to get clear as a team what entrepreneur doesn't want everybody to be moving in the direction of, of the, the vision of the company? Everybody wants that, mm-hmm. but very few have it. Yeah. And, and right now is a very important time to do that. We're early January. I, Justin and I were talking before the show. He's, he had a very busy end to last year, 2017, as we've had a great momentum in the economy and with businesses. And it's important that you get alignment and have those team meetings now to discuss mm-hmm. what, uh, what you guys should be focused on. Um, we have adopted at Corhorn Financial Group a system that has been helping us. We're, of course, goal-oriented. I shared with you our five-year goals from just a few years ago uh, earlier in the program. But trying to get a growing team all on the same page and beating to the same drum and then getting traction Mm -hmm. towards those goals, using that word intentionally, has been a continued struggle as the business gets more complex and grows. We've actually invited Justin into that conversation to 
help implement some new ideas and new system for helping us all get on the same page. And I want to introduce that system to you coming up in just a moment. So we've got that and a lot more coming up here on Wise Money with Corhorn Financial Group. This is Wise Money with Corhorn Financial Group. Wise Money is brought to you by the attorneys at Ledoux, Curran, and Keene, First State Bank, Diane Bennett, and the Inspired Team at REMAX 100, and Bethel College's Adult and Graduate Studies Program. Thank you for listening. This is Wise Money with Corhorn Financial Group. My name is Mike Bernard. Next to Josh Gregory, next to special guest Justin Moss in the KFG studios. We've been talking about financial goals, and we even laid out the process that we, uh, that really Josh developed for uh, helping people set goals and achieve alignment with their financial goals so then that couple can be shot out of the cannon to achieve that intentional financial life that they've always dreamed or just that life they've always dreamed and their finances support that. So once again, I've reminded you of this a few times, but of all episodes, find it on podcast. Check out the YouTube channel. It's all at Wise Money Radio. And I believe in iTunes, Google Play, you actually have to search for Wise Money with Corhorn Financial Group, Corhorn with a K. So check it out. If you have any questions, wisemoneyradio.com as well as call text 574-222-2000. So we can't talk about goals in general and then financial goals without also talking about goals within your organization. Whether wherever you sit in an organization, whether you own the business, whether you're a manager of a department, or whether you're an employee, you've got goals you're trying to reach. Whether it's a certain number of widgets to produce each day or each month, you've got goals. And Justin is an expert on helping companies as well as leaders reach their potential. He's a certified EOS implementer. Share some of the EOS concepts. What is it and how is it relevant to this goal discussion? Yeah, right. So actually, I'm a professional EOS implementer. They're certified as another level beyond me. So I'm not as good as those guys. But (laughs) you're pretty good in my book. So so EOS, Entrepreneurial Operating System, was founded by Gino Wickman. He's been an entrepreneur since age 21. And, And bottom line, EOS is a complete set of tools, strategies, and processes to help business owners get what they want out of their business. It's really designed to help leadership teams gain traction on the vision. But let me just Mm -hmm. tell you, though, not to cut you off, it, it in the process of doing that, Everyone in the organization wins because yeah. everyone then has different metrics. A hundred percent. Not not real oh greasy ones or really uncomfortable ones, but ones to say, hey, this is working. Right. Or nope, we're off track. We've got to change something. So actually, it amps up everyone in the organization. Yeah, and and so it does three things. It does vision, traction, and healthy. So vision from the standpoint of it literally, just like you said, Mike, it literally gets 100% of your people on 100% of the same page. We know where we're going and how we're going to get there. That's vision. Traction from the standpoint of everybody, you're increasing discipline, accountability, focus, and actually gaining traction on every facet of that vision and then healthy from the standpoint of most leadership teams are not healthy. They're smart, 
but they're not as functional. They're more dysfunctional. There's so many, what is it? Some of the some of the companies locally are experiencing 50, 60, 80, 100% turnover. That's yeah. not healthy. Wow, right, yeah. Right. What I've enjoyed about uh, Gino's work and the EOS process is I've been a leadership junkie. So you need to to take a lot of tasks and do a lot of work. I graduated with a finance degree from Michigan State, and that's not that wasn't the end of my financial education. That was the beginning. You then have to do oh all sorts of stuff. Well, as I was completing that, I remember sitting down with Kevin and said, "All right, well, what am I studying next?" And it was leadership. Mm-hmm. So I've read almost all of John Maxwell's stuff. Patrick Lencioni, big fan. Michael Gerber, the E-Myth. Josh and I are junkies in that. And Gina Wickman in the EOS process really takes the good parts of all of that and mashes it together and really says, how do you apply this stuff collectively together? Events and knowledge is all up. Events challenge you, but process changes you. Mm. And so what EOS is, it's an actual operational system to help you get what you want out of that business because it's giving you the processes, it's giving you the steps, the the Mm how-tos. It's it's not a webinar or a program, as you guys know, it's an actual operating system designed to help you manage the human energy in the room. And that's what makes the difference between you just having a job, a J-O-B, versus having a true business, right? Many entrepreneurs, as Michael Gerber says, they have an entrepreneurial seizure at one point in their life, (laughs) right? And and they suddenly decide, I'm tired of working for someone else, so they go work for themselves, and they become a slave to what they think is their business. It's really a job because the thing won't operate if they're not there every day. Mm -hmm. Yeah, yeah. Building systems and having processes that everyone is aligned around, everyone is focused on, allows you to have more freedom from your business and actually turns the business into a tool to help you achieve the life that you envision. So I'm glad that you're pointing out, get clarity on what you want out of that business. So so here's the thing, though. We're talking about goals, right? We're talking about personal goals, financial goals, business goals. So one of the tools that we use, and you can see this on eosworldwide.com, there's a, a tool called the Vision Traction Organizer. And we believe there's six key components for you to, you have to be strong. And one of them, because of this goal setting session we're doing, is the the vision component. And what we mean by this is you have to answer the eight questions. Mm. So as a team, your leadership team, you need to answer these eight questions. What are our core values? What is our core focus? This is your kind of your why plus your what. What's your niche? Mm-hmm. And then what's your... 10-year target? What's your big, hairy, audacious goal 10 years out, 20 years out, whatever it is, but answer that question. What is your marketing strategy? Who's your target markets, uh, your your list, right? Who's the target market list? What's your three unique? So what is your marketing strategy? And then it's, what's your three-year picture? A picture's worth a thousand words. 36 months from now, we need to be able to give vision to our team as to where do we want to be in three years. Once you get that done, now you go to this traction piece of what's our one-year plan. Mm -hmm. Three Mm -hmm. to seven goals that you want to achieve, that you're going to commit time, energy, resource to do in this next year. And then you say, what's our 90-day rocks? What are our quarterly rocks? Mm -hmm. And the last one is, what are our issues? Mm -hmm. Most people don't do the issues list. They don't list their issues. Well, you can't solve your junk if you don't name your issues. So those eight questions have to be answered. 
and then you you share it with everybody on the team. Yeah. That's how you get everybody on the same page. And if you go back to the process, the the goal setting and goal achievement process Josh laid out earlier, it's it very similar. That's what you do in an organization, very similar to the process Josh laid out in your home and, and, your, and your spouse. Now, you shared a little bit of the process there and some of uh, so the eight questions. Yeah. You mentioned one of the tools that is extremely applicable to your finances. And that is these 90-day rocks. Yeah. Stephen Covey, I believe, is the first one that came up with that analogy that if you've got a, if you've got a glass or a cylinder of, of some sort, and then you've got rocks and you've got pebbles and you've got sand and water, you need to fit all this stuff in. You better mm-hmm. put those rocks in first and then the pebbles, then the sand, then the water. They can all fit. If you put it the opposite way, stuff won't fit. That's how you build your budget. That's how you build in the intentionality around achieving your financial goals. And when it comes to wherever you sit in your organization, the goals you're trying to achieve, Justin, that has been earth shattering here at KFG. All right, to achieve that one year goal, what do we need to accomplish in these 90 days? It's all about focus. Yeah. We have this, there's, there's actually science around this, but every 90 days, us human beings, we get sidetracked, we have mission drift, we get pulled off focus, and we forget what we said we really deeply wanted in the next 90 days. Mm. And so we we try to create this 90-day world for the entire organization to run towards, but it's methodical. It's like Jim Collins, that, the 20-mile march, right? Every 90 days. Yes. That's right. What, what a perfect analogy also, because we start every show with the phrase, hey, we want to help you take your next great step in your financial life. No, we don't. And that's next what... Why step, Joshua. Okay. Next I'm sorry. Step. That's why you're the host. <laughs> I'm just here to take up space. The, uh, the, the, the point, though, is what is that next wise step, next yeah. great step that yeah. you can take towards these long-term goals. You got to break it down into a manageable step that you can go have a huge win on in the next 90 days. Take that concept into your financial life as well. Mm-hmm. If you've got a long-term goal, break it down into the smaller, what, what are the things that you need to accomplish in the next 90 days to achieve that longer-term goal? It's okay if you don't achieve it. So every 90 days, you get to start fresh and realign with the next 90. Forget what's behind you and look towards what's ahead. Like, don't give up. Keep setting goals. Awesome. Awesome. Justin, thank you so much for being on the program today. Uh, we, My pleasure. I'm already looking forward to the next one. So You guys are awesome. Keep on, doing it. On behalf of Justin Moss, Josh Gregory, myself, and all of us here at Corhorn Financial Group, have a great weekend. We'll see you next Saturday for Wise Money with Corhorn Financial Group. Securities offered through Silver Oak Securities, member FINRA slash SIPC. Advisory services offered through KFG Wealth Management, LLC. Doing business as Corhorn Financial Group. KFG Wealth Management, LLC and Silver Oak Securities Incorporated companies are unaffiliated.